Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, our Facebook page, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you want a new car, head out to Lebanon and check out their inventory at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle, if you want to upgrade your home in that home equity, that's CalvinAndSubtle.com for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. And the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at boneandjointtn.org. So, Zach, you mentioned uh, national analysts, and we who have covered the Titans for uh, you over a decade, me, I think I'm going into year nine, uh, we always understand that every offseason when the Titans do have some buzz about them, the national media basically craps on what the Titans are doing the relevance of the Titans and the actual ability of the Titans to make an impact in the NFL. And here we are again with the Titans really owning the Nashville or the national media uh, discussions with the trade for Julio Jones, adding a future Hall of Fame wide receiver to go along with one of the top scoring offenses over the last couple of years. And you've got national media members just hating on it and saying how it doesn't change anything. So let's go ahead and play the video from everyone's favorite about why Julio Jones is a luxury and he still doesn't expect the Titans to win the AFC South. The Titans, 30th in the NFL in percentage of pass plays. It's a run culture. Derrick Henry is the team. Julio Jones is great, but Julio Jones to the Titans is like having the best pool in Seattle. It sounds really cool, and there's a handful of days. It's amazing in August, but it doesn't really change your life. It's just not that available. OBJ to Cleveland. If I had to hear another NFL reporter and blogger and media person tell me how it was going to change everything, he's the, he could be the ninth most important offensive player. It's Nick Chubb. It's Jarvis Landry. It's the tight ends. It's their amazing offensive line. Expensive, increasingly brittle. Listen, Julio Jones is great. This is a run culture. Does it make Tennessee better than Kansas City? No. Buffalo? No. Cleveland's roster? Not close. I don't think it it, it doesn't make them better than Baltimore. Baltimore appears to have solved their wide receiver issues. So this is, I, I like Julio Jones. I think Julio Jones is a really good player. Excellent. But he's out of his pl- prime. Because of his expense, it will limit other things you can do. And Tennessee's O-line is not as good as it was several years ago. They lost their right tackle. They've never replaced him. Uh, Their secondary is depending on kids to solve their issues. Their pass rush is at times completely regrettable. You can sell me on Julio to Tennessee is going to change the temperature of the room. The Colts are winning that division. Zach, the Colts are winning the division. What was We have not talked about this really at all uh, amongst ourselves. What was your initial reaction to what Colin Coward said uh, that yesterday on his radio show? Oh, man. Well, you always have people, the naysayers, right? You always have people that are going to push back. And, and this was Colin Cowherd's take. He decided 
to, to have this take once the news broke. And this doesn't help Colin Cowherd. He, he also is a selfish SOB. Call him like it is. The Julio I, Jones news to the Titans does not help Colin Cowherd. Like, Colin Cowherd would have loved if Julio Jones went to the Seattle Seahawks or the LA Rams. Yeah. Right. So you also have to look into that, right? <laughs> Understand who is speaking and why. And, and, and Colin admits things like that. He likes things happening in LA because it helps him, helps his ratings. He's a businessman. I respect that. But I don't respect the fact that Colin Cowherd doesn't know about the Tennessee Titans. He just doesn't. I bet you he couldn't name the front four defensive linemen that he criticized. And that's the issue. He called he called the, the cornerbacks kids young. But what are you bringing to the table? You argued that the Browns were better than the Tennessee Titans. Uh, hard pass on that. You're going to take Baker Mayfield, your boy, Colin, over Ryan Tannehill? Don't talk that slander. You're smarter than that. The, the, the Colts, you're going to push all your chips on Carson Wentz, how much? How many times did he mention Carson Wentz? Zero. There's the problem, Colin. The one issue with the team that you picked in the AFC South, you didn't even mention the key catalyst who is either going to win them division or lose them the division. That is the question mark that is Carson Wentz. <clears throat> Carson Wentz has been atrocious has been absolutely trash over the last couple of years. But now you you think he's going to be good? Well, you didn't mention anything. You criticized the Titans, which I do not believe you watch on a week-in and week-out basis. You looked at the stats. I know you did. You do your research. I respect that. But to make the argument to end on the Colts or winning the division without mentioning Carson Wentz yeah. and the struggle he's had over the last several years – that, my friend, is terrible. Yeah, and I love, uh, as one brings up, Colin Coward. Colin Cowturd is a horrible analyst. Selfish Cowturd does not know or like any team from the South, and he only knows Midwest and West, I would add, uh, sports. He is irrelevant. So, look, but he's really good at what he does. And by the way, I think saying Julio Jones to the Titans is like having the best pool in Seattle is a great line. <laughs> like, I, I love that line. He's not wrong about everything. Zach, you pointed out all the things that he was wrong about or things that he left out about what this move is for Julio Jones. The counter arguments are important because he is a solo show and nobody yes. can tell him yes. all the things that he missed. Right, right. Like Zach and I push each other. Uh, whenever I say an opinion, Zach's there to check me and vice versa. Nobody's there to check Colin Coward about, you know, why he thinks – uh, Carson Wentz uh, should can win the the South over Ryan Tannehill. Would he take over, Ryan Tannehill over Carson Wentz or I, Carson I, Wentz over Ryan Tannehill? I'd love to know. Yeah, nobody's there to question him when he says the Ravens fix seem to fix their. His wide producer should or whoever if it's Joy, Joy should speak up. Yeah, and ask again. ask him questions. But they also know who's signing their checks and they know their role on the show and their role is to let Colin say things like this because uh, so to, oh, so your role is to shut your mouth and sit down. That, oh, that that's not that's not good. Zach, 
they know their role in the show, and their role in the show is to not stop Colin Coward from doing things like this, because guess who's talking about it? Everybody who thinks Colin Coward's bad at his job. But a little pushback, well, that really, uh, look, that, I, tests I, Cow, that tests Cowherd's mentality I know. and mindset about the particular discussion. But Zach, you know this, they're not trying to test his philosophy or his mindset. They want this to make them millions of dollars like he's been doing over the last two decades. Been mentioned so, Carson Wentz. I, I, I'm with you, because also... The fact that he said the Ravens have seemed to fix their wide receiver issue by drafting a, a first-round wide receiver. And the issue is the quarterback being able to throw to the wide receivers outside of the hash marks. And so that, again, it's there was a lot of really, really bad stuff. But overall, he's not wrong about the Derrick Henry is the team and Derrick Henry uh, is uh, everything about this offense and everything follows through. So I, I, do, I do think his, he was very excessive, very overboard in how he's reacting this and comparing it to the Browns. Like he's right about Odell Beckham jr. Being the ninth or eighth or ninth most important Browns offensive player. He's not wrong about that, but Julio Jones here's the biggest, the biggest thing about this Julio Jones trade is where the Titans would have been if they did not trade for Julio Jones, because he, he talked earlier in that clip that we edited for time about what Corey Davis did last year and what Julio Jones averages in his career. Julio Jones averages 85 yards and six touchdowns in his, or I'm sorry, 85 catches and six touchdowns in his career per season. Corey Davis had 65 catches, five touchdowns last year, playing second fiddle to AJ Brown. In his so, best year. In his best year. Julio Jones, and he admitted, is way better than Corey Davis. And so if if Corey Davis can have a really good year where he approaches 1,000 yards behind A.J. Brown, then what is Julio Jones going to be? Julio Jones has also allowed Calvin Ridley to have really good first three years of his career where he scored 26 touchdowns and has averaged over 1,000 yards a season in his first three years next to Julio Jones. So Julio Jones does so much for the entire picture of the Titans offense, it's not about the upgrade over Corey Davis. It's about the completion of the project and what they are doing offensively. And is is Julio Jones a luxury? We'll talk about that here in a second because I, I do love the line of Julio Jones, the Titans, is like having the best pool in Seattle because the reality is Julio Jones is not going to get as many targets and looks as he did in Atlanta that he's going to get in Tennessee because the offense is very different. He's not wrong about that. Can he impact the team in wins and losses because of it? Can he be a complete and utter upgrade that doesn't run out of bounds named Corey Davis? Yes, he absolutely can. And those are the things and the nuances of somebody intelligently talking about a team instead of just throwing spaghetti at the wall because of a trade happening. Right. And that, I think, is my issue. I want to run the tape again. Let's okay. hear Cowherd one more time before we ask our question and get some of you guys involved. I think we got a great question that, that Cowherd brings up. We all know what Cowherd thinks, but let's take another listen. The Titans... 30th in the NFL in percentage of pass plays. It's a run culture. Derrick Henry is the team. Julio Jones is great, but Julio Jones to the Titans is like having the best pool in Seattle. It sounds really cool, and there's a handful of days. It's amazing in August, but it doesn't really change your life. It's just not that available. 
OBJ to Cleveland. If I had to hear another NFL reporter and blogger and media person tell me how it was going to change everything, he's the he could be the ninth most important offensive player. It's Nick Chubb, it's Jarvis Landry, it's the tight ends, it's their amazing offensive line. Expensive, increasingly brittle. Listen, Julio Jones is great. This is a run culture. Does it make Tennessee better than Kansas City? No. Buffalo? No. Cleveland's roster? Not close. I don't think it it, it doesn't make them better than Baltimore. Baltimore appears to have solved their wide receiver issues. So this is, I, I like Julio Jones. I think Julio Jones is a really good player. Excellent. But he's out of his pl- prime. Because of his expense, it will limit other things you can do. And Tennessee's O-line is not as good as it was several years ago. They lost their right tackle. They've never replaced him. Uh, their secondary is depending on kids to solve their issues. Their pass rush is at times completely regrettable. You can sell me on Julio to Tennessee is going to change the temperature of the room. The Colts are winning that division. I mean, there's so many amazing comments from you guys in the comment section. So many amazing comments. We're going to get to our question here in a second. BMO says, Julio greater than OBJ. Dom says, no, Colin. It doesn't change your life. That's why you're pooping on it. Uh, Nate says, I'll piss in your pool, Calturn. <laughs> there's so many really good comments that you guys have about what Colin Coward has said. Uh, Zach, I, I could see the frustration in your eyes. I'll let you talk momentarily before we ask this question. I, my, my issue after li- listening to that a second time, Colin Coward is saying that the Tennessee Titans are the sixth best, best team in the AFC. Not even in the NFL. That's what Colin Coward is telling us, yeah. the public, yeah. after the trade for Julio Jones. Bam. That's dead ass wrong. Dead ass. That's what it is. You're saying that the, the, the Titans are worse than the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Colts. That's not true. That is not true. And I, I think Colin Cowherd doesn't know enough about the Tennessee Titans to be speaking about the Tennessee Titans. All right, That's so my, here's the that is my personal opinion. Yeah. He knows a lot more about the Browns because he, he gets in a, a pissing match with Baker Mayfield. He knows more about the the, the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. He knows more about Buffalo because of Josh Allen. Didn't mention Carson Wentz, which I got a big-ass problem with. That drives my ass nuts. How, how can you come to the table and say that the Colts are going to beat the Titans in the division and not mention the biggest X factor that has been trashola over the last couple of years in the Senate? Right. I, I, I'm baffled. All right, joy, so- joy, speak up, joy, <laughs> stand up, stand up, and yell from the rooftops to tell Colin well, okay. where and he was wrong. I don't know what happened after this rant that Colin Coward had and where the discussion went afterwards because that's just the clip that they tweeted out there and put out there on social media yesterday. So here's the question Is Julio Jones on the Titans a luxury or necessity? Is Julio Jones on the Titans a luxury or or a necessity. There's so many comments from you guys, but first let me tell you about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. The professional landlords in the Nashville area head right to the website. That's RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways Renters Warehouse can help you out with your financials, create extra cash flows, 
uh, for your life and your family by renting out your property instead of selling it. Maybe you have a son or daughter who just graduated. They need a home to rent out. Right now, the, it's a seller's market in Nashville. So rent if you need to by, by the time that can cool down a little bit there for buying a home. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that promo code. They've got you covered. They've been our title sponsor since the beginning of the year. we got a lot of football action, including odds you could bet against Colin Coward and take the, the Titans to win the division instead of uh, the Indianapolis Colts. But download the app. Uh, use that promo code ATOZ Sports. Get a risk-free bet up to $600 for new users. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, so the question is, is is Julio Jones on the Titans a uh, luxury or necessity? Because Colin Coward says that Julio is a luxury for the Titans and is not going to change anything and that the Colts are still going to win the division. So I'm going to read comments and then I'm going to let Zach tee off again. I feel like Zach's on How like How can the, it not change anything? Well, Zach's what, what doesn't on, make Zach any is, sense. You're already on like the fourth tee box. Like you've already just teed off on so many things throughout this round of the show today. It doesn't so, make any sense. Uh, all right, so let me read some comments. Brandon says necessity. Rob says necessity. So does Scott. So does Mason. So does Keelan. Uh, so does Corey. Uh, Donald says both. Rob says both. Uh, several people were saying both. Johnny says necessity. Nate, necessity. Marcus uh, uh, with necessity. D'Lo with both. Michael with necessity. Austin Hall says 100% necessity. Scott says necessity. Uh, Daniel necessity. I, I'm seeing uh, <laughs> says necessity. It's as clear as Scientology. Uh, so necessity is, and Buka says necessity after losing Davis and Johnny Smith. Steph says necessity by far. The Titans needed him. Both luxury, luxurious necessity, says James. Necessity from Easy E, RIP. Uh, uh, so Lane says necessity. AJ and Tannehill needed the help. Zach, um, what is your answer to this? It absolutely is a necessity. And here's the reason why. And Colin Coward would not be able to do this because he doesn't watch the Tennessee Titans enough or follow them, but now he wants to speak like he is the preacher and, and reading scripture. If they didn't have Julio Jones, maybe Colin knows who A.J. Brown is. I, I don't doubt that. He, well, knows he, mentioned, John he mentioned that he's a budding, rising star, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and, which uh, is funny in its own right. But uh, he knows who Josh Reynolds is because he lives in L.A. and he watches the Rams. So, But he knows also how not good Josh Reynolds has been. Like, he has not been the premier guy. If they wouldn't have gotten Julio Jones, Josh Reynolds would have to play wide receiver number two role. If he also understood that Jonu Smith left to the New England Patriots, which he did know because he follows the Patriots, he did not know who Anthony Ferkser was. He, he doesn't know uh, that, and he doesn't know who Jeffrey Swaim is either. But behind A.J. Brown and Josh Reynolds, two guys that he would have known, without Julio Jones, you're going to say that it doesn't make any impact because Cam Batson, Chester Rogers, Kalijah Lipscomb, Cody Hollister, Racy McMath, who's a six-round pick at LSU that never played, and... Then you've got Des Fitzpatrick, fourth-round pick out of Louisville. He probably didn't know who that is. Nick Westbrook, Ikea. Like, <laughs> he doesn't know any of those guys. So 
the problem is, is that he's saying it is a luxury, but he didn't know how bad they needed, needed yeah. as a necessity, yeah. Julio Jones to improve their offense. He knew who Ryan Tannehill was, and he knew who Derrick Henry was. But besides that, there was a big-time drop-off of education on the Tennessee Titans. So you cannot speak like you've studied and gone to school in the hard knocks of the Tennessee Titans like it is gospel when you don't know the roster of what they were going to deal with prior to Julio Jones. That's my issue. Necessity is my final answer. Yeah, and so um, if I think it's both, and I, I hate that I'm doing this. You but can't I'm, say both. I, I'm not going to land with that, Zach. If you, I let you talk, and you've been ranting a lot today, so let me just get a couple sentences out in a row. It is both. Julio Jones is a luxury to what Colin Coward is right by saying a running culture. The Titans are a running football team. They don't need two number one wide receivers. They don't need that. They needed somebody better than Josh Reynolds and all the guys you listed after Josh Reynolds better than those guys to complement with A.J. Brown. But this is definitely more of a necessity than it is a luxury. So my final answer is necessity as I talk through it with everybody. So it's it's because of what the Titans have the ability to do. And we talked about this yesterday. They're in a legitimate Super Bowl window. This luxury move that is a necessity for Julio Jones is to take advantage and try to win a Super Bowl. Win a Super Bowl with Tannehill, Derrick Henry, a cheaper A.J. Brown, and a Julio Jones they got with a trade. I saw this from Albert Breer, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew Brandt earlier this morning. Julio Jones cap hit this season for the Titans, $15.3 million. Julio Jones cap hit for the Falcons next year in 2022 is 15.5. So the fact that they're getting Julio Jones for less then what the Falcons are paying to not have Julio Jones next year is a big-time win and the ability for the Titans to go all-in on actually doing something they've never done before, and that's win a Super Bowl because they have the offense that can do it. They've maneuvered the defense to hope they can get better to helping the offense try to do it, and, and Julio Jones was a necessity move to put them over the top. Because now we've talked about this for three weeks, even before the Julio was traded, is if you have A.J. Julio on the outside and Derek Henry in the middle, there's no cheating. There's no shift for a left-handed batter. There's nothing you can do. If you're going to stack the box, you're torched over the top. If you're going to let Derek Henry have room, he's going to torch you all over the field. So it just makes the def- it makes the offense really unguardable unless you have one-on-one matchups that you can win. But you're not going to be able to win them because – Arguably, you've got a Hall of Famer running back and a Hall of Famer wide receiver and probably the better wide receiver as of right now, opposite of the Hall of Fame wide receiver. It's it's unreal of what they have the ability to do with Julio Jones in this offense. Yeah, and no one questioned the the decision to trade for. It was a good deal. They they are taking advantage of the bad decision making by the Atlanta Falcons. That, that's all they're doing. They helped Atlanta get out of a bind to a degree to sign their draft class, to sign Kyle Pitts, to replace Julio Jones as the next premier pass gusher on their team. The other issue that I have, Austin, with Colin Cowherd and what he said, and this was not in the clip that we pulled, it was literally right before it, but he he brought up that Matt Ryan was an MVP compared to Ryan Tannehill. Who gives a damn? It was was he lost the Super Bowl. He has nothing to show for it. 
He has as many Super Bowl rings as Ryan Tannehill. And you know what? He's played worse football in the last several years after that MVP season. Now Ryan Tannehill has Julio Jones is a outstanding number two wide receiver on this roster. That's I mean, what he is. He's the best number two wide receiver in the entire NFL. Julio Jones is not the number one wide receiver in this offense. And I hope, I hope Colin Coward understands that. Here is uh, here is this stat um, for comparing Tannehill and Matt Ryan last year. I got this from Pro Football Focus. We put this up there on our social media yesterday. Accuracy percentage on deep throws, which means 20-plus yards in the air, deep throw accuracy in 2020. Tannehill was third in the NFL at 49%. Matt Ryan was 18th in the NFL at 39%. So Ryan Tannehill does a better job of getting the ball down the air accurately, down the field accurately, than Matt Ryan by a lot, by over 10, by 10% last season. And I, I Julio Jones is an upgrade over Corey Davis. Corey Davis had a really good year last year where the Titans were the only team in the NFL to have Two guys average uh, like 72 yards per game receiving. Like it was insane of what the Titans were doing with AJ and Corey last year. Now they have AJ and Julio. Here's the problem. And everybody's going to say, oh, you love crapping on Corey Davis. I call it like I see it. Corey Davis, obviously a bust. The problem with Corey Davis, he had his best season last year, still wasn't good enough for Julio Jones. Nobody's arguing that oh, Corey Davis is better than Julio Jones. We all know that's a lie. Julio Jones is better than Corey Davis. The issue is, and this is why it's such a big necessity, and here's the problem. Con Coward didn't watch all the Titans games. Corey Davis disappears at times. Completely. Alakazam! Woo! Gone. And he, and he, you, disappeared, you in, he disappeared in Green Bay. He dropped several passes in Week 17 against the Texans in a crazy game, and he got hurt in the playoff game and was unavailable, which again, this is why the Titans, it was a necessity for them to trade for Julio Jones, because what happened in the playoff game against the Ravens is why they had to have somebody else because Corey Davis goes down. AJ Brown's getting quadruple covered and Ryan Tannehill has to throw to Khalif Raymond who gets sneezed on, fell down interception game over. And so they had to have somebody else they can count on who has been highly productive in this league to take advantage of this window. That's the issue. In seven games out of the 17 they played last year, Corey Davis had under 40 yards. He disappears. That's why he's trash. I've been telling you guys that for he's a long, trash, long time. Zach. He's he is. Not trash. He, he's not yes, trash. he is. He is. He is hot, hot, hot garbage. That's what he is because he disappears. He's not reliable. You think he's going to get better with Zach Wilson? Good luck, my man. Good luck, my guy. He he disappears. That's the reason why Julio Jones is such an upgrade over Corey Davis, and that's why he was a necessity is because they couldn't afford when A.J. Brown is, is being double covered or when they're stacking the box against Derrick Henry, they needed a guy to step up consistently. And – in seven games out of the 17 that Corey Davis played, he disappeared. There were a couple of those games that he had under 10 yards receiving. Green Bay, as you mentioned, he had zero. A goose egg. Mm -hmm. Chicago, you know how many he had? No. Goose egg. Zero. The, he's obsolete. Waste of space. So now Julio Jones comes in here. Julio Jones does not have zero yards receiving. 
Okay, he's he's not trash, Zach, but you're not wrong with the fact that he disappeared. Like the guy, the guy almost had a thousand yards. Anybody who almost has a thousand yards is not trash. They're just not really good. Uh, look, you can call me like uh, you can call me what you want, but Brooke is right. I am not wrong. I, I okay. no, I'm not wrong. You're, he was not. I may trash. be harsh. That is a hot take by you. I may be harsh. Uh, well, I'm telling the truth. I've been telling the truth about Corey not, Davis no. since not since trash, his rookie. Zach. Trash wide receivers don't get. Forty-eight million dollar contracts. Uh, top. Well, if you, the Jets pay him a top five pick, Corey Davis is trash. He's not trash, dude. For like, a top five like, pick, he is. No, you know what's trash? Isaiah Wilson. You know what's trash? Vic Beasley. That's trash. Kevin Dodd is trash. Corey Davis. Those is guys not trash. were not top five picks in the NFL draft. Okay, I get it, man. But again, man. Corey, well, man. Corey Davis was not trash, Zach. That is just you being sensitive, needing your stress strong. No, it's the upgrade. It's the fact of the upgrade. And to answer the question, is a necessity that the Titans had to go replace Corey Davis, who disappeared, with somebody besides Josh Reynolds, who was a big question mark. Zach, again. They did. That's, That's why it is a necessity, and Colin Coward is wrong. The only, word, the, the only thing I'm you're pro- saying that's wrong is that it's calling Corey Davis trash. Everything well, else you're is. saying around that is. is correct. No, it's he not. Is. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. That's uh, just just wait and see. Thing. Wait and see. Well, wait and see. He's not trash, dude. Like He's been trash, and he will continue to be you trash. You are stuck on Corey Davis. You are stuck on Corey uh, Davis. Well, I'm stuck on being correct. No. <laughs> That's what I'm stuck on. It's it's tough. You just don't understand what trash actually is. He's not trash. He is not good, at, and he was not good enough for, for the Titans. For a top five pick in the National Football League draft, Okay, the guy's okay. trash. All right. No, Justin Blackman is trash, who was a top it, five pick in the NFL draft. Throw him in the dumpster trash. with him. They're not the same. Okay, let's move on because uh, Colin Coward ended that video by saying that uh, the Colts will win the AFC South even with Julio Jones in Nashville. So, Zach, let's ask this question. Who should be favored to win the AFC South, the Colts, the Titans? But first, head to CalvinAndSuttle.com and tell us about them. Yeah. And you need to get your hardwood floors right there at CalvinAndSuttle.com. You could go online uh, and visit their website or give them a call at 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414. Calvin and Subtle have you, has you covered. Once you pick out your perfect hardwood for one to two weeks, they order the material and install. They service all of Middle Tennessee. So rip up that old carpet or those scuffed up hardwood floors and upgrade your home. Don't sell your home. Don't go try to buy a new home. That's tough to do here in Nashville. Upgrade and renovate your home with brand new hardwood floors from CalvinAndSubtle.com. 615-448-6414. It is eSports. We're powered every morning by BetMGM. Make sure you download the app. Go to BetMGM.com for more as well. Use code ATOZ Sports When you download and sign up, you get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. Take advantage of that. It's a great uh, new user deal. That's code ATOZ Sports. Uh, when you download and sign up to get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first bet and first deposit. Also, A to Z Sports Picks presented by BetMGM coming up later today at 2 p.m. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Zach, the question we are asking now is who should be the favorite in the AFC South, the Colts or the Titans? Because Colin Coward once again said the Colts will win this division in his mind. 
It all goes back to Carson Wentz. You cannot say the favorite. You want proven commodities. Before Julio Jones, the Colts had a better roster than the Titans with the question mark at quarterback. Now that they have Julio Jones, the Titans have a better roster than the Annapolis Colts. So on top of being the defending AFC South champions, whatever that accounts for, they both lost in the wild card round. Going into this year, the Titans right now should absolutely be favored because you have to count on commodities that are proven. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and a defense that has better players than they did last year. Better players in Bud Dupree, which should be a lot more available than Vic Beasley or Jadeveon Clowney. Harold Landry, I think, will continue to improve now that the defense has improved. Rashawn Evans has something to prove. Jayon Brown is now healthy after his elbow dislocation will be ready to go to start the year. And their revamped secondary. The problem is Colin Coward did not watch the Tennessee Titans secondary last year. He probably didn't know that Jonathan Joseph got cut in the middle of the season. So what would you rather have? An old man that probably needed a walker in Cincinnati or a young spry cornerback that can at least play three yards off the ball instead of 12 like Joseph did. It's uneducated speak on the Titans by Colin Coward. The Titans should be the favored now that they have a better roster than the Apples Colts. All right, so uh, the odds in Vegas, I'm looking at the BetMGM updated odds after the Julio Jones trade. Uh, the Colts and Titans are both favored at plus 105. So that's barely over plus money, but they are both even at plus 105 at our friends BetMGM, the title sponsor of our show. So they are dead even. So the Julio Jones trade moved the Titans from, uh, or the Colts from slight favorites. The Colts were favorites by a little bit. Now they're dead even. I think it's, I think really this is uh, Vegas trying to get people to, you know, bet more on the Colts. Because I think the Titans are, should be the favorite in this division because they won it last year. And I think the Colts downgraded at quarterback with Carson Wentz where they didn't spend their money. The Colts had a really weird offseason where they didn't spend a bunch of free agent money. I'll pull this up. We used this a while ago. The free agents the Colts signed, they re-signed T.Y. Hilton and Xavier Rhodes and Mo Alley-Cox and Zach Paschal. All those four guys at the bottom are re-signing. They trade for Carson Wentz. They signed Sam Tevy to replace their retired left tackle. And if you know anything about Sam Tevy, he is one of the worst starting grade left tackles in the entire NFL. And then Isaac Rochelle, nobody knows who that is. They drafted Quiddy Pay, good pick. Dio Ardavagno from, uh, I botched that name, from Vanderbilt, has a torn Achilles. And they draft Sam Ellinger, uh, a quarterback out of Texas. Like, the Colts did not do much with with their off season and it's a head scratcher. And so I like, they think Carson Wentz is the difference maker where he he's definitely the difference maker, but then maybe they're missing the playoffs. And I guess they did sign Eric Fisher from Kansas city, but that was after I made that graphic, but that's a one-year deal. And he's also coming off a significant injury as well. So the Colts are going to have to rework their line with a guy who's a broken quarterback and there's a lot on that where the Titans have just reloaded and fixed their issue. So I, it's got to be the Titans. Yeah, it, it has to be. And 
I, I would be curious if and the, I, I, if some butts, beers, and nuts. But I do think the influence of Frank Wright reuniting with Carson Wentz makes people feel a lot more comfortable about Carson Wentz when he threw 16 touchdowns and 15 picks last year and got pulled for Jalen Hurts, who can't throw. <laughs> like, he got pulled for a guy who got pulled in the final game. Now, I, I know that was nuanced, but Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia believes that he's better than Carson Wentz. That's why they traded away Wentz for Hurts. That tells you something, doesn't it? Shouldn't it? It does to me. I mean, the relationships are beyond broken inside that building with the Eagles and Carson Wentz. Fair. And Frank Reich was what made Carson Wentz an MVP candidate four years ago. But again, four years ago and several surgeries all over his body for Carson Wentz since then. And here is the one outlier that everybody and their mother and their grandmother and their great-great-grandmother knows about Carson Wentz. He plays reckless. You cannot change the way you play. And Carson Wentz, he tries to do too much. That's not something that you can reel him in on. That's why he gets hurt for a lot. That's why he takes hits. That's why he fumbles the football. That's why he's frustrated on the sidelines. He is a reckless quarterback. Does he have the ability to throw touchdowns and make plays? He absolutely does. But the best ability is availability, and Carson Wentz struggles at times because of his reckless play. And I think that's going to continuously get him in trouble. They kind of overcompensated, right? And that usually is what happens in sports, whether it's Tony Dungy to John Gruden, or in this case, they went from a guy who – Philip Rivers was a safe play last year for the Indianapolis Colts, but he didn't have enough in the tank to get them to where they needed to go and make plays down the stretch. They overcompensated and went and paid a, a ton of money and may give up a first-round pick for a guy who plays too reckless and takes too many chances. You need somewhere in the middle, kind of like Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> that, is, that is the guy who – it is the T that is – it's hot, but it's not going to burn your lips, and it's not cold where you can't drink it. Yeah, and so uh, Jeff Rubel says Tannehill wasn't good with the Dolphins, and I don't know what conversation Jeff's having on Facebook or if that's just a flat-out comment. J Tannehill might not have been good with the Dolphins, but he also wasn't bad either. Ryan Tannehill was a scapegoat for a terrible organization for the six years he played with the Miami Dolphins and unfortunately had a couple injuries that really crushed that uh, in the last three years he was there when he tore his ACL in 2017, and then he missed five games uh, uh, in his last year and three games the year before that. So Ryan Tannehill has had, has always had the ability, and now the Tennessee Titans have put him in a structure that have made him thrive. And Tannehill <laughs> has been great over the last two seasons he's played as a starter in, in Nashville. Ryan Tannehill through four well and you could say because it's it uh it's not all of the games well 16 games for for Carson Wentz Ryan Tannehill had two years in Miami that he threw for over 4,000 yards I'm not sure Big Ten Jeff understands that and in those two years one season had 27 touchdowns and 12 interceptions it's a pretty good TD to INT ratio that's a good year I mean 
4,000 yards and 27 touchdowns. He had more yards than Carson Wentz has had. <laughs> yeah, and Carson Wentz has just been a turnover machine where he's, he's fum- reckless. <clears throat> he's fumbled. He throws picks. He gets sacked a bunch. <laughs> does any would in, does anybody ever say right now? Do, would anybody say who if we polled who is better, Carson Wentz or Ryan Tannehill? I, I mean, well, who are the I, dumbasses I, that are going to pick? Okay, so Carson Jeff Wentz. is a Colts fan, and we have to understand that whenever Jeff is um, having comments like this. So Jeff and all of his other Colts fan friends are hoping that Carson Wentz will be the next Ryan Tannehill. Hoping is different than saying that Carson Wentz is better right now than Ryan Tannehill. That's asinine. I I, I agree. But Tannehill was not reckless like Carson Wentz is. Who in their right mind would vote that way? That is like literally one of the baffling... uh, Big Ten Jeff, can you comment in the comment section if you believe this... Do you think Carson Wentz is better than Ryan Tannehill? Like, comment in the comment section. I, 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 I'm saying right now, do you think Carson Wentz is better than Ryan Tannehill? Man to man, please. And you watch the show. We're talk- And if you do, I would hope that the chat attacks you with pitchforks because that is dumb. So what are you going to do here, Jeff? We, we are waiting on bated breath to hear your answer. <clears throat> Do you think Carson Wentz right now is better than Ryan Tannehill? Speak now or forever hold We're your We're waiting on Jeff. I, I, oh, wait. There okay. he is. Okay. He says, I think with Frank Reich, he can be, but right now, I don't think so. Okay. So I, finally, I knew Jeff, that would be it. Yeah. You finally kind of came back down to earth. Good, good job. Good boy. We can now move on. All right, Zach, we will move on. What is the biggest missing piece on this Titans defense because you we mentioned this from a commenter yesterday live from Bone and Jordan Institute you said Eureka I've got it and we held it for today so what is the biggest missing piece of this Titans defense but first let me tell you guys about where we were at yesterday that's the Bone and Joint Institute boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care Speaking of injuries, like we've been talking about with Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill, injuries happen in life, even if you're not playing professional football. Make sure you know where to go to and who to trust when it comes to having your injuries help you get back to life throughout the entire process. The Bone and Joint Institute is with you the entire way. Their incredible facility we were at yesterday in Franklin can help you out through the clinics, uh, the diagnosis, the testing, the, the surgery center, and the rehab facility all right there at boneandjointtn.org. Don't forget BetMGM, risk-free up to $600 for new users if you use that promo code right in the middle of the screen, A-T-O-Z Sports. Use that promo code, sign up today, BetMGM will hook you up. Austin and I both have won uh, quite a bit of money on that app. Last night was a tough, tough scene as Brooks Lopez and the Milwaukee Bucks got blown out and couldn't get over 13.5 points, which blew our parlay that blew Uh. about $200+, but... Uh. That's the way that it goes. We have good days. We have bad days. BetMGM, code ATOZ Sports, risk-free bet up to $600 for new users. Download the app today. Yeah, also, A to Z Sports Picks coming up to help us win after our losses last night. Without I also, if Big Ten Jeff, I, I, let's just get to this and we'll get to the thing. If, if Big Ten Jeff were to have said that Carson Wentz is better than Ryan Tannehill, I was just going to flash him with stats just to just – 
just right in the face. This is what you're working with since 2019. The stats are, are staggering. And not only are they stats, they're also with wins. Game-winning drives, nine, first. Fourth quarter comeback, seven, first. Passer rating, second. TD percentage, second. Yards per uh, yards per uh, uh, average, 8.55. You can't beat that. First is first, first, second. You can't argue, but all nobody remembers that. I was on Kansas City Radio yesterday talking about the Titans trade to Julio, and one of the questions was about Ryan Tannehill, if he'd ever get the credit he was des uh, deserving of, and I, I basically said no. But the one thing about Ryan Tannehill is he doesn't care about that stuff. Right. Like Cam Newton cares about that stuff. Ryan Tannehill does not. He do just does his job. So, All right, Zach. So yesterday, somebody in the comment section said that asked us what's the biggest missing piece of the Titans' defense, and you said I got it right. So lay it out there because the we want to ask you guys this question: What is the biggest missing piece of the Titans' offense? James says missing depth, uh, defensive depth from Easy E. Uh, Puka says so much dependent on Farley at cornerback, um, D tackle and depth on the D line and O line. Uh, is coming from a lot of people like D line needs another difference maker from Steve nose tackle from Scott, which nose tackle is not the answer, <laughs> but Zach, what is the, uh, what is your answer? The biggest missing piece of this defense. So Puka got it right there on the head. Ah, it has to do with Caleb Farley. If Caleb Farley hits, that is a game changing defensive pick that amends a lot of maybe your mistakes and the injury of Dory Jackson, Malcolm Butler's contract that was too big that you couldn't continue on with, Ryan, Logan Ryan is in the past, but you had to retool. If Caleb Farley, and I have my doubts, you know that. I think that this back is nothing to play with. I am skeptical of it. But they do say, Austin, that if the back was not a concern – you have in the draft J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan II, and Caleb Farley. Those are the three. Caleb Farley doesn't even sniff 22. Mm. He, he doesn't. So the X factor to this year, uh, Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit, can only give you so much. Christian Fulton, as a second-round pick, I think can improve, but he has to stay healthy after his rookie year was kind of – Haggled with injuries. I mean, he, that's just he what got, it was. Well, he got COVID and then he got hurt, like on top of it. Right? So haggled so, with missing time. Yes. We'll, we'll settle yes. at that. He but got the double whammy. If Caleb Farley becomes like Marcus Lattimore in the first five years, now you're on to something. And if he can really come into his own because he has a chip on his shoulder and playing with a healed back, if he can get to that point this season – the kids that Colin Cowherd talk about in the secondary are justified. That's yeah. my answer. Well, so missing piece. Caleb Farley is is there. He's not missing. He's just the greatest unknown, I, I think, That's right what, now. It, right? So I, I think if you're talking about, you know, if, if the greatest unknown is, the, is how Caleb Farley impacts this defense this year, right? And how quickly does he get into his shape where he was the best – corner in the entire ACC two seasons ago before he opted out this past year and before the second, uh, before both back surgeries, right? So I think the biggest missing piece to me is, is who is spelling 
Bud Dupree and Harold Landry. That's what I don't know. Who is your relief pitcher off the edge? Because you got to have a good relief pitcher off the edge if you expect Bud Dupree and Harold Landry to be able to sustain to be able to sustain their production throughout the entire season. Because right now it's those two guys, Derek Roberson, Wyatt Ray, rookie Rashad Weaver, who you like as a football player, got a court date in October that's fairly important. And so <laughs> I don't I don't really know where what you're gonna have there. And so like Brandon says Weaver and Roberson. Yeah, well, like Derek. I, I think they're counting on We're people. still waiting on Derek Roberson. Like, still waiting on him. I thought he was a guy that was going to take a great step last year. Didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I told you that before the season. Well, but again, like, he was who you looked at to maybe kind of jump out because Derek Roberson has the tools. The guy was recruited to play football at Texas. He transferred out, so he's got the athletic ability. He just hasn't put it all together yet. Kind of like your boy, Nick Westbrook-Ikea. But Derek Roberson, you can't count on him to be the third guy. He needs to be the fourth at the highest. And if he shines in that role, then awesome. But I think the biggest missing piece is the guy behind Landry and Dupree, especially with Bud Dupree still recovering from his ACL uh, reconstruction. That's I, I, still I think Bud, Bud Dupree will be fine. Um, I, know, I know he's going to be fine. But it's if there's some type of setback, or if he's on a pitch count early in the what, season. What's more, but but what's more likely? I think more likely is that Bud Dupree is going to be fine. Less likely is that Caleb Farley can turn out. That's my answer. Uh, well, I mean, he's the both, he is a missing piece because he's both, not a piece. They're both medical situations that just take time. One is more we trust an ACL more than more than the other. I'm not denying that again, but like, I think Bud Dupree needs to be on a pitch count in the first month of the season. So he's not playing Harold Landry, 95% of the snaps. I think that they're counting on Weaver getting his legal situation figured out. I mean, that, which is riskier counting on a legal situation with a, he said, she shit, see, she, she said, she said, gosh, that was awful. She said, she said on the seashells by the, She's... by the seashore. Yeah. All of it. Right. And then Caleb Farley's back. So Rashad Weaver's accusations and well, he was charged. And then Caleb Farley's back two big question marks that have to do with the rookie class that need to have immediate impacts on the field. I, know, sorry, I hate to say this because I don't like pushing my chips into the legal system. I watched a documentary on Netflix that really questions the legal system. I've been Drink. watching a lot of, a lot of Lord and Order SVU over the last week. <laughs> Netflix documentary dream killer, man. It, it, it really makes you question dumbass lawyers. Like, Oh my gosh. It, but uh, but to, to back to what we were talking about, I don't know. I kind of think that it's more likely that Weaver gets his thing settled than Caleb Farley's back all of a sudden magically is fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I truly I, believe that. I mean, they're both situations that the Titans really don't have control over. <laughs> That's the point. Is that they're at position they're both position of needs, they're both rookies, and the Titans don't have don't have control over both situations. And so I it's it's very interesting, but you know, for the biggest missing piece, I say it's the back, the third edge rusher behind Dupree and Landry. I say it's Caleb Farley, number That's 23. Fine. That's fine. AZ Sports, it is time 
for Tuesday Sports Trivia. We need all of you who are currently watching to stick around because we need all the help we can get because we're trying to go 8-2 and two in back-to-back weeks with our twin, our 10 questions of sports trivia. So, Zach, uh, before we dive into sports trivia, tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. And everybody can participate. That's the thing. If you're just joining us, every Tuesday we do sports trivia. There's 10 questions. It is us against the question, essentially. Yeah, we're right? all on the same team. We're all on the same team. No Googling, but yep. we're all on the same team. It is, I think it's kind of created its mind of its own. It's really picked up some steam here in the oh, sports yeah. trivia. And you learn a lot of random information that you can tell your buddies at your at the bar this weekend in a ra- random spot. Yeah, like uh, Pau Gasol missed the uh missed the the world championships for Spain with a hurt foot. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. right. Uh Wilson County Hyundai can help you get from point A to point B all for a great price. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Check out their brand new 2021 Hyundai Palisade, their Sonata. I drive a Sonata. I absolutely love it. The Elantra, the Santa Fe. They have your perfect make and model for you or your family. If you're buying a car, maybe for your 16-year-old daughter or son, fuel efficiency and safe. That's kind of what you want. Money going out, right, initially, yeah, you got to make sure, but Payne Bone's going to hook you up with a great price. But it's it's where are they going to continue to drive? They got to drive to school every single day. Make sure you have a fuel-efficient vehicle. Make sure you have a Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Test drive one today. Tell them about A to Z Sports. You will get a better deal on that car. I will just say, hey, can I talk to Payne? I heard about you on A to Z Sports. Let me talk to the, the, the head honcho. I need a vehicle. Payne will hook you up with a great deal. Ben MGM, don't forget, A to Z Sports Picks is coming up at 2 o'clock Central today. Alan Bell and Brian Edwards have you covered there to pick some winners tonight in the NBA playoffs. So A to Z Sports Picks coming up at 2 o'clock Central time, presented by Ben MGM. Louis, <laughs> Louis said, I got to go 10-0. I'm going Google. So I have muted Louis. <laughs> so Louis is off of this right now because he just outed himself. But, you know. Louis, you're muted. That's his See fault. you tomorrow, bud. That that's that is his fault. So, okay, Zach, let's get this thing going. We've got ten questions. We're trying to go eight and two. That's the goal. We went eight and two last week to get us off to a great start. Let's get it going. We start on the pitch. What is the nickname of the French national soccer team? What is the nickname of the French national? Soccer team. Sacre bleu. I do not know. Um, I, I have the fo- the frogs, the fries, the fries. Oh, Perry the- Dixon coming in here with the fries, the French fries. Oh, it's a complete joke. It's funny. Oh, that was funny. We both got got by that. I got yeah. Perry, <laughs> damn you, Perry Dixon. I got yeah, got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I had to kind of say the joke out yeah, loud for yeah. me to figure that out. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Uh, Hunter says my wife is French, and he says le le blues. <laughs> le blues. I, I think that no le blues. Now le blues. I, I think it's in. probably that it because I know like the. English team, they're the Reds, right? Or like the Redcoats. That's their something like that. So that would make sense for the French national team to be Le Blues. You want to lock it in? 
Lock it in final A to Z with Hunter and his French wife. The final answer and the correct answer is Les Blues. All right, 1-0, and 1-0. French national team because Johnny says the Blues are Chelsea, but they're also the French national team. So Les Blues, let's go. All one right, let's not get hamstrung by this next question. How many three-pointers did James Harden make in the 2016 All-Star game? Oh, my gosh. Oh, 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 oh. I, 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 man, I, I mean, there's no we, – we're going to have to answer quick because there's no Googling here. Yeah, 2016 All-Star game? Eight? Six? It's oh, no, gotta, it's, it's a ton. It's yeah, got to be like – 15 or 16? Anybody watch All-Star game in the chat? I mean, I watched it. I watch all the All-Star games. I just don't remember James Harden. Um, I mean, now we're kind of all over the board. Yeah. So, a, a lot of three-pointers is like eight. It wasn't going to be – it's not going to be 15. I think it's double-digit. I think it's – let's go with 12. I think 12 is a – people are saying 12. I think 12 is a pretty solid guess. I didn't see anybody say 12. Re read the question again because Dom's asking. The question is, is how many three-pointers did James Harden make in the 2016 All-Star game? Jeff says, trick question. The answer is zero. That would uh, be fun. That would be hilarious. I, I say we go with 12. G-Man's asking if we go plus or minus one on this. No. Okay. No. All right. Let's. Bobby says he had like 20 points. No idea how many threes. Uh, and sometimes they get you on these things, right? Maybe not is the uh, miraculous. So like six. If he had 20 points, let's just say six. Is that what you want to do? I mean, that's what Bobby's saying. He had like 20 points. Well, like 20 points is not 20. So points, I mean, seven, uh, you know. What do you want to do? You're I, you're the lock-in guy. I think it's let's just say uh 12. Final A to Z, sorry. I spaced out. <sighs> the correct answer is seven three-pointers. Oh man. So if he had 21 points and he had seven threes, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. So next question. Uh childhood hero. Sean Kim? Ken Griffey Jr. played for which of these teams in 1997? So it's either the Mariners or the Reds. When did are he there, go to Cincinnati? Are there, we said, which of these teams? Are there multiple choice? It says, no, there's not multiple choice, but that's how the question is phrased. That's a weird phrase for. Ken Griffey Jr. played for which of these teams in 1997? It's the Mariners because I watched him play in Cincinnati in Old Synergy Field in 2001. Um, and and you got to think about this. The N64 came out in what, what year, Zach? 98? No clue. I got it. But I 90, 97. N64 came out in 97 or 98. Ken Griffey Jr. baseball was the biggest game of that console and he was on the Mariners with Randy Johnson and uh, Glenn Edgar, Allen Hill, Jay Buhner, Edgar Martinez, Edgar, all those guys, Alex Rodriguez, young A-Rod. So the Seattle manager Mariners is the correct answer. Finally. Is he? 
That is the correct answer. Yeah. Long way to get there for an obvious answer, in my opinion. We got but there. We got there. All right. All true right. One. CP3. What pick was Chris Paul selected by the New Orleans Hornets in the 2005 NBA draft? My first gut was three. Yeah, that's what my first gut was. Uh, I, I'm not 100% on this, but my first gut was three. Two, four was also my second. We've um, got two, one, and four. So what uh, What was 2005? Let's 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 work on this. Two right? years after LeBron, right? So who was? Thanks. Everything starts with LeBron's draft for you. So what does that mean, Zach? Because I know that was two years after LeBron, but who went? Who went first in 05? Dwight Howard, or was Dwight Howard 04? Dom says he was fourth. Eric says three was his gut. Andrew Bogut. <clears throat> Andrew Bogut was number one. Yeah, I think that's right. Hawks took Marvin Williams. Yeah, that's right. Marvin Williams out of uh, UNC. Correct. Andrew I, Bogut out I of I think Australia. we just have it. Andrew Bogut, Marvin Williams, CP3. Was it, So was he... Stevens is positive about something. It's fourth. <sighs> Deron Darren Williams went three from Illinois. That's right. He was so Chris Paul was fourth. Wow. I think we just talked through that. So I think fourth is the right answer. Cause I definitely remember Darren Williams out of, cause that was the year that Illinois went was the really four. damn good with D Brown. And I forget who the other player was. Uh, so let's Deron go. Williams was drafted by the jazz. Yeah. So um, Antonio's screening fifth, lock it in. So who was fourth? If if he wasn't fourth, who was fourth? I think it's four. It's either fourth or fifth. Bosch was Chris in LeBron's draft. Bosch. Who is Cameron? Let's go fourth. Fourth final A to Z. The correct answer is. Fourth overall. Okay. All right. So that is, we're three and one. Four questions in. Oh, okay. Who is the only team in the MLB to win over 100 regular season games for 2011? Who was the only team in the MLB to win over 100 regular season games for 2011? So the Yankees won it in 2009. Um, was that the year the Phillies were really good, or was that when the Mariners were really good? Oh, man, that's a good question. The A's were good. The Cardinals were also really good. Yeah. <clears throat> Mariners, Andres has just said Mariners twice. <clears throat> It's not the Yankees. I, I think it is the Mariners. The Mariners sound right to me. Because they were really good, and that was just uh, a failed of a season. Was that Robinson Cano? Because mm. he he won the championship and then made all of his money. But that was the year the Phillies uh, – well, Antonio says that the Cardinals won the World Series that year. The Phillies were also really good that year too. And the Cardinals were. But I think the Mariners – 
<clears throat> Andre says the Mariners with 116 wins. Bobby says that it's the Phillies. Andres I, I, has been Mariners since the start. My my first my gut was Phillies or Mariners. I, I feel like Mariners was a lot because Ichiro was has been around for a long time and Ichiro was on that team. I think it's the Phillies. That 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 was my first thought. I think it's all right. The well, that's well, that's why you have to say. All right. You want to lock it in? Phillies lock it in. Final answer. Final answer and correct answer is the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Four and one off to a great start here on Tuesday sports trivia. Real quick. Let me tell you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness. Mandu's workout go faster than the sports trivia. It's only a 15 minute workout and it simulates five plus hours in the weight room because of full body electronic muscle stimulation. Guys, this is legit. It is real. It helps transform your body, build strong, functional muscle. Also target that hard to burn body fat without putting any stress on your joints or pre-existing injuries. Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free at Mandu.com. All right. We continue on four and one, having a pretty good start. Yep. We're on pace. That's all it counts. So next question has to do with soccer. Okay. What is what is the name of the Chicago Fire Soccer Stadium? Fire Hall. <laughs> oh man. You get a you get a great golf clap for that. I love that joke. That's funny right there. I don't care who you are. I mean, I, I have no idea. I know we've got some pretty decent soccer fans that watch our show. Look, we're pretty good at getting some of these soccer questions because of the chat. We've got a couple Soldier Field, which is where the Bears play. I don't think they play there. Well, Jeff says Soldier Field, and he... Watched a video on soccer stadiums this weekend. <laughs> Slow I mean, weekend for Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so do we go? I mean, a lot of people are saying Soldier Field. Like, Alan, don't they play at Soldier Field? I mean, they might. You know, there's a lot of they, uh, Bobby says they play where the Bears play. So let's just go Soldier Field, final A to Z, whatever. Screw it. That is incorrect. Oh. Toyota Park is the correct answer. Ah, bummer. All right, four and two. Toyota Park. Uh, next question. Super Bowl MVP. Who was the MVP of the Super Bowl between the Los Angeles Raiders and the Washington Redskins? This was Super Bowl XVIII. X V I I I, which is X 18, I, not I, 28. I. <laughs> so now it is Marcus Allen. <laughs> because you remember when you, like last week, when you thought it was 18, but it was 28? Marcus Allen, I think, is the correct answer. It wasn't John Riggins. Hunter says that they actually do play at StubHub. That he just bought, uh, he he they play at Soldier Field because he just bought tickets off StubHub. 
So do we double check that real quick? Can I Google that? Uh, I will Google it. Okay. Toyota Park in Chicago. Well, because Tom says, I just Googled the last one since 2020, the Chicago Fire play at Soldier Field. So I would Google Chicago Fire schedule. Why did Chicago leave? Okay, so where does the Chicago... Okay, so it is updated. So these... This website that I get these trivia questions sometimes is dated. So that is correct. Soldier Field, they do play Soldier Field now. So I, I believe that, that we should change that answer. All right. To so, correct. so we are five and one. Right. And I and I do think Marcus Allen is the correct answer on this current question. Are you going to lock that in? Yeah, let's lock it in with everybody. Uh Marcus Allen, final A to Z. The correct answer is. Marcus Allen. All right. All right. So now we are six and one guys. Good job chat. Uh, that helped that we had this question kind of asked last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we do, we got to double check, right? I mean, yep. that, yep. that that's fair. We double checked one about Eddie Jones and we actually did get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was good. So we are six and one, three questions left on our, on our Tuesday trivia this week. 2016 Australian open men's double champion. Jamie Murray is from what country? 2016 Australian Open men's doubles champion Jamie Murray is from what country? My first guess was England because Andy Murray's from there, but that is probably not right. We got a couple Englands. Jacob says South Africa. More Englands flying in with question marks. Um, Again, I, I think... In- Dom's says, trick question, Australia. Is this is Jamie, not Andy? Nate says he Jamie. is. Is he Andy Murray's brother? Because that's what Nate says. And I don't know if Nate's just messing with me. Or I not. mean, I have no idea. The question is 2016 Australian Open men's double champion Jamie Murray is. Well, doubles champion. Cup. So was uh was Andy playing with his brother and they won the doubles champion? No clue. I, I didn't watch the 2016 Australian Open, unfortunately. Andy Murray's not from England. Andy Murray is. He's from the UK. Because he won the Wimbledon, and everybody thought that, well, I guess the UK is different than England. Because Scotland and... From the United Kingdom. Yeah. Because it was a big deal when he won Wimbledon. He's not Scottish. He's British. Andy Murray is British. So do we do Scotland... Why do you say Scotland? Because people are saying Scotland. Oh, okay. Not because you think he's Andy Murray's brother. No, it is. It is Andy Murray's brother. Can we just say the UK? (laughs) Andy Murray's from England. That's what I'm saying. And what's, what's, who's, who are we trying to, what, Jamie? Jamie Jamie is Andy's brother. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they were born in the same place, right? My sister was born in San Antonio. I was born in Nashville. Yeah, but you're both American. Yeah, but it's kind of the same. I mean, it's different regions. uh, Let's just say... (laughs) Should we just say the UK? I mean, you have to get it right. I I don't know what... 
And, so and Ramon's over here saying, saying the UK, you're, Ramon, we're going to get it wrong. Don't use the country flags with emojis because it's so tiny. I can't necessarily tell what that is. And we're not just going to say the USA, you know, like you wouldn't get it right to say, where are you from? You just say the United States. You well, get if, that wrong. What country are you from? Yeah. It, so let's just say the is UK. from what country? Yeah. So you want to say the United Kingdom, United Kingdom, final A to Z. That is the correct answer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, we got it. All right, so we are seven and one. Let's roll. That was pretty good. That was very stressful. You had your stress straws. Can you hand me one through the screen? Uh, let's see here. Where my? Where's my stress straw? I'm stressed. Right. Oh, I found it. I found it. Okay. Uh, the Carolina Panthers set an NFL season record for what in 2001? Now this. I have no clue. <laughs> huh, 2001. So Panthers they didn't go to the Super Bowl or anything. They were bad, weren't they? Is this Kerry this Kerry Collins? Tim Biakabatuka. No, that was in the most 90s. consecutive losses. That was in the 90s. That's not right. Because a lot of people are saying most losses. Yeah, Kerry Collins played for the Giants. Um, they, Allen says they went one in fifteen, which it was at the time they set. The what record. is the NFL season record? Well, at that point, nobody had gone zero and sixteen. Somebody had gone zero and fourteen. I think your Bucks went zero and fourteen as an expansion. Right. So, so I think most losses could be. The right. most consecutive losses for this period, because in two thousand and one, at the time, I, I don't know if that's right. I, I think it's most losses. But they set Ronnie the record says they, for most losses in a single season at the, the most time. Consecutive losses. It would be most losses in a season, because if the previous record was 14 losses and they had 15 losses because of the extended schedule to 16 games. All right, so let's just say most, sense. most losses. Let's just say most losses. I don't think that if it's most consecutive losses, then we get it wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? All right. You're, so do we want to, so what do you think we should do? I, I think it, it needs to be most losses in a season, most losses slash longest losing streak. No, there's no slash. That's two answers. Well, we don't know how it's going to be phrased. I know, but okay. you have to. Okay, I'm the most consecutive here because most you guys always losses. want to press the push most, the envelope. Most consecutive losses, final A to Z. You're doing consecutive. Yes, that's what I said. Most consecutive losses. Not most losses in a season. Yeah, most consecutive. I don't know if that's right, so go ahead and lock it in. Final A to Z, most consecutive losses. Most consecutive losses. All right. Did you get that from the chat? Yeah, people were saying that. Several people were saying most consecutive losses. Like, Dom was like, longest losing streak. They went, they won the first game and then lost the last 15. So, most consecutive losses. All right, so what's our record now? Eight and one. This is a big one. Is this our last question, Zach? Could you have pulled up? Yes, this is the last question. All right, so we're eight and one. This is big. We've already met our goal. Let's just keep stacking these big. Let's go. Let's go nine and one as a team today. How many home runs 
did Barry Bonds hit in the 2002 World Series? Hmm. I know he had at least four. I'm glad we got that last one right. <laughs> I'll ask it again. How many home runs did Barry Bonds hit in the 2002 World Series? Kevin says six. Uh, that sounds right. I knew it was Those more than Chad four. Chad and Kuka and Dom. Allen and Scott say five. Sawyer, Sawyer on uh, Twitch says five. We got another six coming in there. It's between five and six. Uh, he did hit two home runs in one game. I do know that. Yeah, as Kevin says, that was a that uh, Barry Bonds. Call him what he is, a cheater. But watching him play baseball was, oh, it was amazing. Amazing. Okay. Um. So uh, do we go six? Alan wants you to explain why you know five. I said four. more than four. You, you know, but you know for sure four. Yes, we know more than four. Okay. Uh, I say we just go six. You want to lock that in? Final A to Z, six. We missed it, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Is it eight? Mm-mm. Is it seven? Mm-mm. Is it five? Mm-mm. Is it four? Mm-hmm. Ah, four. Okay. How many games did they play in that series? And, I, and Rob, obviously, I didn't Google it because I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We stumbled and tripped into eight and two, which, you know, that was a good week. The answer good. is four. So we missed so eight it. and two. I mean, we, that was a tough one. I mean, it is what it is. I like where we're at though. We've gone eight and two in the last two weeks and we're in a good spot. Uh, that I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the you know, every, every coach always says, you know, you really want to have a fast start. I should have said at least four instead of more than four. Did I say at least four? I think you said. I At first I said at least four. I think, remember. You said four. something like, I know of four or something like that. I know of Damn, at least four. We should have just gone with that. Well, I don't know. but It happens. The chat was really good today. Eight and two all around. The chat was good today. Shout out to the chat. Yeah. As long as there's no Googling. We did block Louie. Uh, I need to make sure I didn't actually permanently block him <laughs> on accident, but we'll go figure that out. <laughs> but he said he was going to Google. to go. Did you out. mute? You? I think I accidentally blocked him, but we can we can unblock. We can do that. And so I will take you care will of You will do that. I won't do that. I just said I will take care of Louie. Okay. All right. Uh, because he, sure. does not, he does not deserve to be blocked for eternity. Just that would for be terrible. Today. I'll, I'll go get Louie out of jail. But it'll teach Louie not to mess around and, and yeah. throw well, the, Google the Google thing. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Liz is right. Who's going to comment first now? I, I have no idea. <laughs> no, who's going to comment that they commented first like eight? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Uh, great podcast out Today, A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Check it out. Um, so uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday, and Buck will be live for primetime tonight. Appreciate it, guys. Adios.